Amen. Let's sing it again, shall we? Everybody, I give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away. Thank you, Jesus. So you can use me. Praise God. What an honor is that. Think about it one time, the Lord didn't want nothing to do with you. Your hands look like tobacco. Some of you had amber around the other side of your mouth. You sunk like alcohol. You're a pothead, drug addict, liar, hypocrite, whoremonger. But look at you tonight, raising holy hands in the presence of God, being a tabernacle for the Lord Jesus to live in. Are we blessed, Brother Keith? Are we blessed, saints? Glory. The devil will live in anybody, even hogs, which is pretty fitting for Laodiceans. But God's very picky who he abides in. Well, what do you say we take a tour? Let's go into the land of the millennium and hear who we're going to spend eternity with tonight. Our Melchizedek. Psalm 110, verse 1. A psalm of David. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Let's read it again. The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. I may like to be remembered tonight in prayer. And maybe like your understanding open tonight. Now be sincere before the Lord. That God can help us. And open our understanding. Because we're going to take a journey. Into the spheres of God. And we will not be able to make this journey. And leave with understanding. If God don't help us. I don't know about you, when I come to church, I don't come just, well, it's Saturday night. I might as well just go to church. Could go to Walmart, but now I think I'll go to church. I could have been in jail. Boy, that's a pitiful thing to compare the house of God to. How many would rather be here and be in jail? I don't know of any place else I'd rather be than be in the house of God. But I don't want to just come now just to be in the house of God. I want Him to help me. Now, I believe he's going to use me tonight 
But I know this. I'm going to need him to help me as he speaks through me that I'll be able to comprehend what he's going to say. Now, if I say that as the preacher who's looked at these things now for weeks on end, don't tell me you're not going to need it. We all need it. Oh, but Brother Donnie, I've been around. I don't care how long you've been around. We need God to open his word to us or we'll never understand it. That's right. So let's pray, not just for your sicknesses and this and that and the other, but God will open our understanding and make his word real to us. Heavenly Father, we count it such a privilege tonight, Lord Jesus, that we could be gathered together. The weekend, Lord, the people of the world look so forward to the weekend. For many of them, they've labored this week and they've worked and the weekend is what gives them their excitement. They've planned their Friday night and their Saturday night and what they're going to drink and how they're going to get high and what they're going to do. And For some of them, they'll run off the road tonight, hit a tree. For some of them, Lord, they'll go so far into their high just to push their limit a little bit farther and they'll never come back. And they left this world high on cocaine or drunk. What a way to leave this world and to move into that sphere before God, a drunk. Yet, Lord, we also have planned the weekend. Glory be to God. We've come with anticipation and great excitement. We know we're going to get drunk. We're just not sure how you're going to do it. As Lord, we get intoxicated on your presence. We get so stimulated by the revelation of your word. Praise be to God. Lord Jesus, I just pray you to help us tonight, Father. We're so needy, Lord. May it not be church as usual, but may it be the presence of God that so takes the word. Lord, we don't know what you will do tonight. We just don't know. We don't know how you'll come among us. We don't know what, what you have in your mind. But we've just come and say, whatever you want to do, do it, Lord. We're just, we're just open. How much ever time you need, we're here, Lord. Speak to us. Have your way in the service. Heal the sick. Save the lost. Fill with the Holy Ghost. Encourage whatever you want to do. But Lord... We petition you, open our hearts to your word. We believe so the hearing of the word is what will endow us with revelation to take our position in the last day to be raptured out of this world. Give us understanding as we listen to your word, Father. Make it real to us, we ask. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And the saints said, God bless you. You may be seated. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning 
from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Both king and priest, which we've done looked at in the Old Testament, it was guarded so heavily by the presence of God under the theocracy of the kings of Israel and Judah. But something in this man appears for the first time. And that is that the throne and the altar are merged together. And it's merged with the blessing and the approval of Almighty God. If this would have occurred in any other individual, in the theocracy of the kings of Israel, God would have smote them with judgment. So it's telling us of a great thing that God has planned for the future. As a matter of fact, it's still going on tonight. And we'll be in the millennium. Now, notice Paul as he writes about this man. We've read it for a couple of services, but let's read it again in verse 2. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. First, being by interpretation, king of righteousness. After that, king of Salem, which is king of peace. That makes him two kings. But God is never revealed in twos. He is not perfected in twos. So there must be a future unveiling in order to make a third kingship in the order of Melchizedek. Notice in verse 3, without father, amen, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life. Now, he did not have a father, did not have a mother, did not have a pedigree or a genealogy, which now is the very opposite of the Levitical order. Because the sons of Levi, coming down to the sons of Aaron, could trace back, his father was so-and-so, his father was so-and-so, his father was so-and-so. But yet here is a priest who does not have a pedigree, who does not have a genealogy which would totally, totally declassify him in the Aaronic order. Notice now, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God. Now how is this possible? That Melchizedek was made like unto the Son of God when the Son of God was not even in existence in time. In the visible realm. You do believe what Paul said. So now Paul says. Does not say that the son of God. Was made like Melchizedek. But Melchizedek. But he said. But made 
like unto the Son of God. Look at this word made. You're talking about a powerful word. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it in the Greek. But look at the meaning of it. To cause a model to pass off into an image or shape like it. To express itself in it. To copy, to produce a facsimile. Which is a fax. To be made like or render similar. So Melchizedek was a facsimile of the Son of God. But the Son of God was not even mentioned in Genesis 14. The Son of God was not mentioned in Genesis 1 by that title anyway. So how is it that Paul picks it up and says Melchizedek was made like unto the Son of God? So he's looking at it from an angle of retrospect, looking backwards and seeing the catching the mind of God of the mediatorship before it ever come into view. God making into creation his own form and the very need that would be expressed by the fall of man hereafter and God expressing it or faxing it down in the form of Melchizedek. Made like unto the Son of God abideth a priest continue. Now I want you to notice this now that Paul does not say the likeness of Melchizedek is like unto the Son of Man but the Son of God. Now listen, Jesus came in three sons' names. Son of God, Son of Man, Son of David. But notice whenever he renders this likeness or this parallel or similitude, he does not say that Melchizedek was made like unto the Son of Man. Now Son of Man, of course, means prophetic, but it also means literally what it says, Son of Man. But Son of God was not Son of Man. Amen. But son of man became son of God first. Then rendered the expression of son of man. That he might be able to bring the expression of son of God. To other sons of God that was going to come thereafter. Now watch how Brother Ram deals with this. He said the Bible says no one has ascended up but he that came down first. When he was in heaven, he was the, that Logos that went out of God in the beginning. And he came down on the earth and he was not to be made an angel. He came down on earth and took the form of a bondsman, not an angel. Not come down in the great Jehovah glory. Listen to this now. He did not come down in the great Jehovah glory, but he came down as a man to redeem man. 
So when he would say he was the son of man, this means that he took on not just a prophetic office, but he took on the identity as a mortal to redeem the rest of his children expressed in the realm of mortality. Son of man. Notice now he says, he came down as a man to redeem man, to die for man, to die as man. He never died as God. Don't you understand what God was doing in the beginning whenever he began to express himself in the form of created word? It was Jehovah taking on, first of all, and breaking himself down in a way that he would be able to take his own penalty. God could not die. God cannot die. The eternal could never die. There's no way death could ever grasp a hold of the eternal. So the eternal must condescend in his own work of creation and make something that can die. It's got to be him, but it can't be him. Oh, glory be to God. It has to be him, but it, you understand? It has to be him in the work of condescension, but it cannot be him, the eternal, because he cannot die. And if he don't pay the penalty, there's no way to get you back. Can't you understand? No wonder the devil thought, I've got the whole thing. Because the eternal can never take the penalty of himself. But he did not realize what the eternal did before he ever made the Lucifer. He made the Logos. Hallelujah. The Son of God, which could condescend. Notice this statement. He never died as God. He died as a man. The sin of man was upon the Son of Man. Isn't that beautiful? The sin of man was upon the Son of Man. And he had to become a man in order to pay the penalty. Who is this Melchizedek? Not who was. But who is? Now remember what we're talking about our honeymoon. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to be with him, can you? I'm glad he's here with us tonight. I'm glad he lives in our bodies. But I don't mind telling you, I'm looking forward to the time when I'm going to be able to see him. And be able to be with him. Now if you don't mind, let us take another trip. But Abraham says that maybe we'll be able to take a starship. Maybe be able to go back into the eternity in this starship. In this spaceship where we will be able to look and see what he had in his mind. Oh, Brother Donnie, you ain't going back to the Godhead. I am. As a matter of fact, I figure I could preach on the Godhead up to the 969th year of the millennium. And we still wouldn't barely touch it. There ain't no end to it. It's eternal. Now, what's this? The Bible teaches us that the Logos went out of God. And I might say, all of the God becoming his first body form 
When the Logos went out of God. Now remember, there's no angels there. There's no light. There's no devil. There's nothing there. Just the Father himself. Now he moves into the bishop position of being Father. For out of him comes something by which he gave birth to, which was the Logos. Let's look at what it's called like. He says, no one has seen the Father at any time, nowhere, never did, and never will. And the saints said, so then whenever we look at what the eternal is, now he's going to condescend, of course, and he's going to make something that's going to look like a man, but it won't be a man. But yet it will be a similitude, a facsimile of the image that he has in his mind of what he wants to express. Now remember, we're talking about the very act of redemption, him doing it himself and the work of mediatorial work, but he cannot die. The eternal can never pass away. The eternal could not have stood at the cross and let them beat his back. Eternity can't bleed. Eternal could never get hunger. The eternal could never have a headache. But if the eternal condescended in the second attribute of his own person in the form of sonship, then the eternal in that representation could be able to bleed at the whipping post. The eternal could say, my God, my God, why is thou forsaken me? Not the second person of the Godhead, but the same person reflected in the weakness of humanity. Notice in the entombment, we know that in him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The entire Godhead was in him. How many believe that? What the rest of y'all believe? Rest of y'all believe Buddha was God? I said, how many believe that? Good, good, good. I'm glad because I'm going to preach on this another six years if y'all don't believe it. Because you ain't going to rapture if you don't believe his God. I know there's message people that don't believe it. You see, there's message preachers that say Jesus was not God. One of the supposed great teachers of the message was a lot of the founder of a lot of this trash and nonsense. You can search his notes and his sermons online and he'll say it over and over again. Jesus was not God. Well, I say he's a liar. And anybody else that says it. Amen. Brother Donnie, be careful. I am being careful. I'm being careful who I'm identified with. That's right. Jesus Christ was God. Or the prophet said he was the biggest imposter the world ever knew. He was God. And he's still God tonight. Well, some of you always get quiet on me now when I drag out my soul. What do y'all want me to do? Pass out marshmallows? Y'all might just get them and say, now, you know, oh, oh, I'm not here to offend nobody. I am here to offend, okay? If you're wrong here tonight, I'm here to tear the hide off of you. And if preachers around this message are preaching error, it is my responsibility. My Lord has laid his head in my lap. I'm not going to do what Delilah did. I'm going to protect my Lord. I'm going to protect his deity. I'm going to protect his word. As long as I've got a sword and I've got my right mind, I'm going to stand for my Lord Jesus. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. The entire Godhead 
was in him. He was both Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But dwelt in a human form, the theophany of God. The great image of God that he made man in. Mm. Then placed him in earth. He had a body. God said it isn't without a body. God's got a body and it looks like a man. It's not a man, but it looks sort of like a man. Moses saw it. Others saw it. And it looks like a man. Colossians 2.9 In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus didn't have one third of the Godhead or two thirds. He had all of it. He was all three in one. And if there's any other gods in heaven other than the Lord Jesus, he ain't got enough power to make a rose. He ain't got enough power to make a Tootsie Roll. Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. That's my king. That's my Melchizedek. Now watch, again, you know it's amazing when you follow this cycle of Brother Brandon, he goes through this and he picks this up for the chair, I'm sure you've noticed it in setting him. That he goes to, to dealing with this, he mentions Melchizedek, 1955, and he talks about the theophany. Then he goes to a spell where it drops out and then he picks it up again and resumes it in 1957 and goes through several months of, of series. Uh, he's out on the field in Indianapolis and different places and like it drops again and then it reoccurs again. You know, I love the way God does that in cycles. Here he's in this cycle now in 1957. In the beginning, God was a spirit. All the fountain of goodness and mercy and power and all the good things of love. God was the center of that fountain. Then that logos that went out of God in the beginning become what we would call a theophany or a supernatural body. God is just not like the air, but he's in a body. Moses sent him past by and said it looked like the back part of a man and so forth. Then the same theophany was made flesh and dwelled among us. Notice then, so God separated the theophany from the creation of the man Jesus. You see, the theophany of God was not Jesus, but he was later to become Jesus. Had the theophany of God been Jesus back there, Jesus could have never died. Don't you understand? Don't you understand? That's why he had to do it that way. If Jesus, the man Jesus, would have been what proceeded out of God, he could have never died. Don't you understand what part of you cannot die? If this would have come out of God in the beginning, I could have never died. I have eternal life. But the part of me that came out of God can no more die than God can die. Then that same theophany was made flesh and dwelt among us. So the theophany of God comes down in the man called Jesus. And the man called Jesus can go to the cross, be whipped, die, bleed, suffer, 
and the theophany, the theophany itself, be separated from the man, the human part, and the man feel it, and the man cry, and the man die. And the theophany leaves the body and goes down in hell and preaches to the souls in prison. When Jesus, the man's hanging on the cross, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And the theophany goes down to the door of hell. The devil was having tea and donuts. Oh, we done it. We done it. Go Sue's out the door. One demon goes, he don't come back. Another demon goes, he don't come back. Another one goes, he don't come back. I said, what in the world? They're all passed out. He said, then you better come. We made a mistake. We messed up. It's him. I mean, it's him. It's him. I don't know how to explain it, but it's him. Him who? The main man. What do you mean the main man? He's here. He's at your door. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Can you imagine how the devil must have felt when he looked at heaven and said, how did this happen? Oh, I said, I thought I had you when I killed Abel. I thought I had you when I killed Moses. The prophet said, he said, I have arrived. My blood is hot on Calvary. And I want the keys. Give me the keys. Amen. He reaches over on his side and gives him the keys of death, hell, and the grave. The prophet said he kicked the door of hell shut, shut it so hard, everything on the wall shook off. Because you know the devil has pictures of himself. The king of narcissism. Statues of himself, images of himself, pictures of himself. I'd like to add one when Jesus took the keys. Snap him, angel, snap him. Snap him what he looks like. Take pictures of him. Praise be to God. So over into paradise calls Melchizedek. He preaches to the souls that were disobedient while the ark was being prepared. He goes over and knocks on another door. Abraham Moses over to the door. Hello? Why? Sarah! Daniel says, who is it? Daniel comes up to the horse and says, it's the wheel in the middle of the wheel. Ezekiel said, that's what I saw, Daniel. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw it too. And it was a stone that was cut out of the mountain, not made by hands. The king, Theophany, come together. His Theophanic children. 
What is it? Gathering together of the Godhead attributes. Blessed be the Lord God. Don't you understand what the rapture is? The theophany, the same theophany was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld him, the only begotten of the Father, Christ. Let's close our eyes to our imagination for a few moments and go way back before there was anything. The great fountain of all eternity. But that spirit of love, joy, that spirit of honesty, that spirit of trueness in this perfection. And then out of the existence of the Father went the Logos, which was the Son, which was the Theophany. Which was the body of the great Jehovah God went forth in a celestial body. That's the Logos. The word spoke out of them great fountains of life. And there was the theophany, which was God made into word. Praise God. God made himself into word form. What was it? Immorphe. Now it had been the invisible, but now it's something natural in a sense that can strike the image that can be seen with a supernatural eye. I told you to pray, God will help you. Notice again now next paragraph. Then that theophany was made flesh in the person Christ Jesus. Then when all the fullness of the Trinity dwelt in him, both Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's, oh my, that's the very way we go from back to the original beginning of God. There we are born again, not of flesh. Born again, not of blood. But born again by the Spirit. And in that eternal spirit of love and honesty. Comes down to make its place in us. And then when we die from this life. We go into that body. Notice this. If this earthly tabernacle is dissolved. We have a theophany. That we go into a body celestial. Then at the coming of the Lord Jesus, this body is picked up from the earth again and made in a glorified state to live in his presence forever. Who is this Melchizedek? But God. And what is his order? Thou art a priest forever after the order. So there was an Aaronic order, a Levitical order, not just one, glory, but there was an order. What did God make when he made Christ the Logos, the son of God? An order of Melchizedek. 
Oh, blessed be the Lord. Hope you don't think I'm crazy. If you do, well, it's just another added service to you think I'm already nuts anyway. And the Logos, which was the Son of God, went out. Created by these great fountains of purity, God. As those spirits went out and it created the Logos. What is this? This is now Father giving birth to a son or or should I say sons. And it was a body. It was in the form of what we are now. Which is called in the clergy way of speaking it. I'll say how funny. It's a body that doesn't have a spirit in it. You're a trinity sitting here tonight, but in the beginning, God never intended for you to be soul, spirit, and body. He meant for you to be soul, theophany, and body. So our human spirit reasons, it imagines, it does all of these other things. Don't you understand? When you get back into your right state, you will no longer have a human spirit. You will not reason with your mind and try to figure things out. You're back to the Word. It's a body that doesn't have a spirit in it. It's a body that's waiting for you Christians. As soon as this life leaves this, the life leaves this, you go into that body so you are not this. You leave this house and check into another room. Glory to God. You leave Mortality Hotel and check into the high rise of eternal life. When this tabernacle be dissolved, we have one already waiting. Osseophany. When God was in theophany, which was Christ in the making. Then that theophany became flesh and dwelt among us. Again in Hebrews, now notice this cycle I'm I'm reading to you about. This is all now 1957. He's going through this. It ain't no wonder he could only take it so long that he went out of it for several years. It's a good thing he had been raptured. And God let him go back into it again. He said, how long am I going to be preaching on this? I guess till God figures I better hold up if he preach it one more time or I'm going to leave. So God said, all right, Donnie, preach on something else. So we'll stay on this, all right, until God says something else. <laughs> God in the beginning was spirit. Then from God went out the Logos or the Theophany, which was a form of man called the Son of God prefigured. Amen. So out of this brilliant, bright light that no mortal can even approach to, this light that is so the only potentate 
If it was to appear tonight in this building, in its fullness, every one of us would be dead in the matter of seconds. If he was to appear in this fullness of this attribute, in this Jehovah glory, the earth would catch on fire and be annihilated. He couldn't take it. He's so great. It went out of the Logos or the Theophany, which was a form of a man called the Son of God, prefigured. He came in earth in a body of flesh. Even before he came in Jesus Christ. Now swallow that once, brother. I've been swallowing it several times since I looked at this quote. I think I'll go ahead and swallow her again. Swallow that once, brother. Then he goes on to say, Then that theophany had to be made flesh, not another person, but the same person had to become flesh to take the sting out of death. You know what the devil said? I've got them. I've got them. They're all mine. No, no matter what he ever does, they're all mine. He can never take the penalty of his own law. He can't do it. He just can't do it. All of humanity, the earth, everything is mine. But he wasn't there when Papa give birth to me. I mean, to, to, to us and the Logos. Who do you figure God was talking to when he said, let us make man in our image? It wasn't an old man talking to his younger son. It was a bright light talking to his family. Glory! Glory! Lord Jesus, help us, Father. Who did Abraham meet? I think he didn't have no father, didn't have no mother. Never had a time that he began, never had a time when he will end. So the same king of Salem has to be living today. Amen, he says. Glory. You see it? It was that theophany that was that son of God. What Salem, Brother Terry? That Jerusalem. Which is above. King of righteousness. King of Salem. Not the Jebusite city. The Godsite city. (laughs) Now when Melchizedek was on the earth. He was nothing in the world. But the Jehovah God. Made manifest. By creation. He was here like a theophany. He was Jehovah made flesh and the body, Jesus, only tabernacled him. God dwells in, oh my, God dwelling in man. God being reconciled to man through man by the virgin birth of his own son and Jehovah the Spirit dwelt in him. Did you see, this is the part Satan could not connect with. You think he knew what he was doing when he tacked Jesus to the cross? You've heard me say it before. If he'd known what that blood was going to do to you, it had band-aids all over the body of Jesus. It had never broke one blood cell. You think he'd ever let him be whipped if he knew what he was doing? 
I imagine he gets so mad at himself and gets so mad at his devils every time somebody walks up here and walks to different places around the world where men of God's praying for the sick and the devil gets so mad he feels like smacking them devils right in the face. Why didn't you tell me who he was? Well, how in the world are we supposed to know? We didn't know you're the main man. You're the boss. You're the one supposed to tell us. Well, I, I, I got confused. I got a little bit messed up. Yeah, you are messed up. Didn't somebody tell me who he was? Well, thinking back, devil, I think he did. That, that's no excuse. Why didn't you devils let me know him? You're y'all supposed to be my helpers in all this. <laughs> One of these days is going to say something, the same thing about me. Why didn't somebody tell me Donnie was an attribute from the eternal? Devils will probably have to say, Satan, I don't think you're listening to his preaching very much because he preached that probably more than anything else. <laughs> Where was you at on Saturday night and Sunday morning when he's in that house? I was out taking care of the pulpit. I'll tell you one thing, the pulpit and your main problem is these preachers filled with the Holy Ghost around this word. They're the ones that's preaching the word to get the bride out of here. Notice this. God, I wish I was about 25 instead of 62. It's a good thing the Lord waited until I was an old man before he let me see these things. My granddaughters told me the other day, they said, Papa, you preach so fast. I said, Papa's got a lot to say in a short time to cover it in. I got to talk fast. <laughs> Notice paragraph 56, the Logos went out of God, which become society. Vince, do you understand what you're sitting here hearing tonight? Do you understand when these things were said? The devil was hearing them for his first time. But Phil Paul never said it this way. James never said it this way. God kept this for the end time. Imagine the devil left some of Brother Bram's meeting scratching his head and said, Wow, that's a tremendous program if I had to say it myself. Why did I think of that? Because you're the devil. Wow. Man, I got some stuff out of that Melchizedek I never heard before. Really, devil? Do you understand things that's being preached? The devil is scratching his head. You imagine when those seals was open and them demons and angels was around that place and they're saying, Lord, have mercy. God letting things be said. The devil was not at the beginning. He don't know what happened. You might ought to listen when you come to church instead of whispering lies in the ears of these people. I'm exposing your hide, son. Other men of God around the world, y'all, you might ought to listen up a little bit. You don't know what's happening. Don't ask the Democrats or the Republicans. You might need to ask us. <laughs> the Logos went out of God, which become sociophony. So this great light, this little white light goes out of it, flickering as it goes, playing around the Father's door. 
Then he appeared in another form. You see, Jesus, after his resurrection, <laughs> no, I think I'll wait on that. <laughs> that theophany was absolutely made human flesh. Christ. Question answers on Hebrews. He come down, that's the one that talked to Abraham, that gathered him up a little body of flesh like that. And Brother Branham blows. <sighs> Breathed into it. And stepped into it. So that week leading up to that day was a real stressful time. The grass was about all gone. Water was running low. Food was a little bit low. Sarah had got up that day and she was kind of in a bad mood. There was real tension in the camp and real difficulty. Wow, what a time to preach on the theophanic appearance of God. Now, why didn't God come down and bring a whole big bunch of carloads of handkerchiefs and just say, I'm so sorry for you. You're having such a hard time. He figured one of the best ways to lift them up out of that valley was let them be identified with the ministry of theophany. <laughs> is there anything too hard from the, for the Lord? Listen to that sometime. What is it, Tulsa 1960? And he sets that forth how the Sarah was in a bad mood. Boy, everything was just going terrible. He said, but little did she know, coming right down the road, was God and two angels. So here comes the theophanic appearance of the Logos, the Son of God, or the prefiguring of the Lord Jesus. So let's just say right out of sight, right up the road, the Logos went, whew, step in that, Michael. Whew, step in that, Gabriel. Whew, and I'll step in this one. And he just merged seamlessly into that. Maybe wet his lips real dry around through there. You know, taking on the look of a human. <clears throat> Fits pretty good, don't it? You look, you look good in that body, God. <laughs> Lord Shinner, if he could pick up a handful of dust, what makes it hard for you to believe? He can live in you. What makes it hard for us to believe? He can live right here in us tonight and he's doing it. So the tension in the camp, oh goodness, it's just, it's awful. Watch this. He breathed into it and stepped into it and come down and eat a calf. Drank milk from a cow. Now there are men him but differed. I hate milk. Eat some butter and cornbread. You imagine God sitting down and eating a piece of beef. 
cornbread. Looking over at Michael and Gabriel and said, that's some good cooking. I can see why you're putting on weight, Abraham. That is some good pone of cornbread. Y'all know what pone is? You bunch of city slickers down here in Johnson City. Bunch of Yankees. Children, don't you see how close you are? You're only one realm away from this very thing happened to you. When he walked out there and all that stuff just, Brother Brandon blows, vanished and went away. Can we read it? I can have a little more time, right? Genesis 18.1 And the Lord capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D appeared unto him on the plains of Mamre and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. Man, it's hard enough firecracker in here. I wasn't talking about the temperature, I was talking about Sarah. Of course, I know none of you all have any of that in your home. All liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. stress and the tension and the difficulty. God shows up right in the hottest part of the day. That's a good time to show up again, Lord. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. So he sat in the tent door. Jesus God I need some help and about that time right around the curve he went and he walked just enough in the dusty road to where he come up there was dust on his clothes and Abraham looked down at his feet there was dust on his toes. Dust on his feet. God was dust on him. Huh. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. God's got dust on him preaching to you tonight. God's got dust on him sitting right by you, right near you. God's got dust on him in your body. Praise the Lord. And he lift up his eyes and looked. And lo, three men wasn't walking, but they stood by him. Maybe just, oh, Lord God, I don't know. What are we going to do? I need your help, God. I need your help. 
Britney Spears. Praise the Lord. And three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord. My Lord. If now I've found favor in thy sight, don't pass me by. While on others thou art calling, don't pass me by, Lord. My Lord, if now I've found favor in thy sight, pass not, I pray, notice the way, I pray thee from thy servant. What do you mean? Thy servant. Abraham, do you know what you're saying? This is a man. But you're calling yourself his servant. Who introduced him to this person? Who told him, Brother Jim, who this was? You can't hide God very long from the elect. (laughs) Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet. Why? Had dirt on them. Imagine God saying, Now I know how they feel. I don't like that feeling dirt between your toes. You imagine God, the Son of God, looking down, shaking his garments, dust flying. Abraham taking a pair of water, setting his feet in the water. I love you. Oh, God. You know, I love you. What an honor that you'd come by my tent today. I feel the same way right here tonight. I feel honored that Jehovah God would come by our tent on Saturday night. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched. Wash your feet. Rest yourselves under the tree. And I'll fetch a morsel of bread. Comfort you, your hearts. After that, you shall pass on for. Praise God. Who told him this? For therefore, are you come to your servant? How do they know what they come for? This is a man that's in such harmony with God. He's identified with the very purpose of Jehovah. 
is the reason you've come by. So I could wash your feet. Jesus come by here tonight for somebody to love him. For somebody to say amen to his word. For somebody to say, Lord Jesus, come by this way. Can we say, Lord, this is the reason why you've come by tonight. To give me this privilege and honor. For therefore you come to your servant. And they said, so do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent and to Sarah and say, all right, woman, get in a right mood quick. God's outside. <laughs> and said, make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes. Upon the hearth. Let's go down to verse 12. You remember, of course, what he told him. Where's your wife, Sarah? And Sarah's going to have a son. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I'm wax old, shall I have pleasure. My Lord, being old also, and the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah life saying shall have a surety bear a child which I'm old is anything too hard for the Lord when the devil's got your back up against a wall you don't need 57 pages of quotes to defeat him you don't need to have the best memory in the world as a preacher. Oh, Brother Donnie, I can't remember it like you do. You don't need to. I told one of the brothers of our church not long ago in a counseling session, I said, Brother, do you do not have to fight the devil with page after page after page of scriptures and quotes? I said, let me tell you how I fight the devil. I said, I know pages of quotes. I can hear Brother Branham say it and I can say it in the same tone of voice he says it in because I listen to it so much. But when I fight him, I don't have to drag out hundreds of quotes. I find the quotes and scriptures that pertain to my battle and try to minimize them. Because many times the more we think we have to use, we are weakening our own faith. We feel like we've got to have page after page after page after page. It shows you don't have confidence in your weapon. How many verses did Jesus use against the devil? One per temptation. But that one was powerful enough to send him back to hell. But we quote one and then another and then another and then we're so scared. All you've got to do is find the word of God for the hour, quote it, and he'll take off running. If you've got faith in your weapon. But the prophet said the devil's weapon is to get you to doubt yours. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I'm coming back. 
<laughs> Praise be to God. At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And the bride will have a son. How can me, a 2,000 year old bride, have a son? That's why you need a body change. (laughs) Then Sarah denied saying, I'll have not. Call God a liar to his face. Why didn't God kill her? Her husband had a covenant. Lot's wife simply looked back to Sodom when she heard her grandchildren screaming and God turned her to a pillar of salt. Why? Her husband had no covenant. Sarah called God a liar to his face. God couldn't touch her without taking Abraham. It's the same with us. Our unbelief, our fear, our anxiety. Why hasn't God killed us? Our husband, Melchizedek, as a covenant. That great Jehovah, the prophet said, standing there in this theophany, eating flesh, drinking milk, cornbread, and butter. But a theophany without human expression has no way to digest food. When Brother Branham was carried beyond the curtain of time, they said, we don't drink here. We don't eat here. Can you imagine in a theophany? It's ever present. You're never thirsty. You're never hungry. Peter and them's been in those theophanies for thousands of years. Moses, Samuel, all of these great people have been in their theophanies for thousands of years. They've never ate one meal. Can you imagine not eating a meal for 4,000 years? You've never drunk one drink of water, but yet there's something about you. You're able to appear from there and say, one day we'll go back to earth and we'll take up bodies and we'll drink then. And we'll eat grapes. Why? You're a human. You're identified with human food. Lord, I might even like broccoli then. Who knows? You're talking about a miracle. Wow. So you look at that down from up there and you say, oh my, you want to go back to earth and take up bodies. You want to eat? So God said, I believe I'd like a piece of steak. What do you think, Gabriel? I'm for it. What do you think, Michael? Let's try it. He takes his knife. Boy, that's the first time I ever eat beef. That's good. You vegetarians, I'm sure you'd have a problem with that, but God wasn't a vegetarian, so we settle up with him. God said, Abraham, pass that pony cornbread. Sarah, break it off the hearth, come over real hot. Get some of that butter. So what about some of that honey? Yes, sir. Mmm, that's my tasting. That is really good. Say, yes, sir, she's a good cook. A little tempered sometimes. She's a good cook. Good cook. God said, mmm. How about some of that milk? Say, yes, sir. That's sir. This is my milk right here, Lord, if you don't care. That's good. That's good. My throat got some dry. Children, 
Amen. God wanted to know. And he wanted you to know how close you are to your passing. Oh, I know I feel so sorry for us when our loved ones pass. But I'm so happy for them. Every saint of God I hear that passes, I say, glory to God. I wish I could go with them. Scared of death? No way. Getting burst into that body, I just feel sorry for us and our loss here. But can you imagine? God said, I want to know how they feel. Cornbread Gabriel? Butter, Michael? I said, hmm. Mm. God, could I, I mean, sir, sir, could I have another piece of that? Abraham's sitting there looking at him. Abraham, you want to eat with us? Yes, sir. I'll keep his eyes on that main one all the time. Amen. It's got to be him. It's got to be him. I've heard that voice. Oh, my I never thought he would look like this. But I know. Eating flesh, drinking milk, cornbread and butter. And he said, Abraham, where's thy wife, Sarah? What's that same one saying, thou art Simon, the son of Jonas? Well, Brother Donnie, I'd give anything if I could have been there that day. <laughs> Wake up. That same one is right here tonight. Not saying you're Donnie, the son of Don and Betty, but saying you're my attribute. Amen. Oh, blessed be the Lord God. Representing what he is, the same God brought him in a flesh born of a virgin. Then now he dwells in the flesh born of earth. I've been sanctified through his blood. God above you, God over us, the pillar of fire. God with us and his son, God in us. The Holy Ghost. I remember the three angels that came to met Abraham. They were three men. They were three angels of God. And one of them was God himself. Let me close. What is our bodies made out of? 16 elements, potash, calcium, petroleum, cosmic light. He just reached over and got 16 elements and went, Whew. Brother Branham makes a blowing sound. Huh. Reckon it was similar to that blowing sound in the upper room? Similar to the sound in John 20 when he blew on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Come here, Gabriel. Step in here, sure. Blowed one over there for Michael. Blowed another one for himself. Stepped in and come down. Now watch, he goes from the theophanic appearance of God to our own resurrection. Oh, I'm so glad I know him. One of these days when my body's just dust blowing on the earth. 
He will. Brother Branham makes a blowing sound. He will come back. I'm so glad to know the God of that type that'll blow it together. And that's all. So your body may be blowing plumb on the dust of the earth, just the winds and the sands of time. And all of a sudden he, and you stand up. Don't you see it? Don't have to be the angels going out digging up these graves over here. He speaks and calls your body from the dust of the earth. So what if he chooses to use your mouth from your theophany? As the prophet said, you will call your own body from the dust of the earth. What if the voice of the resurrection Echoes from the sixth dimension down through the times and the rapture body change going on on the earth and those things leaving that dimension, the voice of the resurrection in them and they blow. And they call their own bodies. And what if it so moves in that cycle around the earth that those of us are alive and remain and we simply say one word change. Change. of God where's the final voice going to be I'm so glad to know that that God of that type just blow it together that's all come on now I promised you He was faithful over a few things. I'll make a ruler over many. See, heir of all things through Christ. You just don't realize who he is and how great he is. Stand.
Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Think of it, children. That very power that's in you now. If you had the face to release it. If you got the Holy Ghost. The power's in you to create another world. The prophet said God ain't got little parts and big parts. But if you've got the same Holy Ghost that's in you, if that was the same deity of Christ, it's the same one that said, let there be light. And there was light. (laughs) To be honest with you, I don't need another world. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So it was a theophanic appearance of God that comes down with a message that issues the anointing for Abraham and Sarah's body change. Her fears, her doubts meant nothing. The providence of God overrode her humanity. As a matter of fact, the prophet goes on to say, Sarah never did believe. You think you got so much faith. You're this and that and the other. One of these days you're going to realize it wasn't you in the first place. You're as weak as you can be. I'm talking about the human part. Every one of us. Brother Branham was weak. Paul was. Peter was. John was. I'm talking about they got the Holy Ghost. Brother Branham is going to come off the sea, off the field three months after the seals is open because of his human God. Don't resent that. He's going to quit preaching. Come on. Oh, I'm so strong. You're nothing. It's the providence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who am I as a mortal weakling that sits back there in that study and shake and tremble like a leaf in a fall wind to try to come out here and preach the anointing gets on me. Oh, I know you look at me and that's what you say. You ought to see me before and after. Why? I'm a weakling. Under this anointing, I ain't. I feel like I'm Kendall Shadia. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom. My boy, it won't be about 15 minutes after this leaves me. I'll be cowling down like a coward. Come on, you are too. Boy, when we feel like this, Brother Jim, we go looking for the devil. Once the anointing leaves us, I hope he didn't hear that. God knows how we are. Paul said, when I am weak, then I am strong. God had to get to the place 
when I am weak, when I am the man, Jesus, that's when I will peak in my strength. I will not conquer as the Almighty. I will conquer as a man. Praise be to God. Blessed be the Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm feeling lightheaded after being under this anointing. I'll tell you one thing. My, my. Thank you, Jesus. Don't you love him, children? Oh, my. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Oh, Father God. Lord Jesus, we so need your strength tonight, Lord. Your anointing. Your presence, oh God. Lord, quicken these things to us. Make them real, Father God. Lord, we can read your word. We can listen to tapes. But it takes you, Lord, to quicken that word and make it flashback on our hearts to make it real, Lord. Help us tonight, Father. Help us to look beyond our humanity, our weakness, our frailty. Oh, Lord God. Help us to look, Lord Jesus, unto your great fountain. Lord God, if we could just peer tonight beyond our earthly beginnings, our earthly origin, get our identity back where it was. Hallelujah. The condescension of the great creator from that eternal light when the eternal began to create himself towards flesh. Blessed be the Lord God. Our identity goes back there. This mere resemblance Lord, as few passing years as we have as mortals, it'll be gone. Blinking of an eye really in our life is over. It's gone. We get older, we look back and think, my, what have I done for God? It seemed like I was just a boy years, years ago. It don't seem like it was that long ago. I was just a young man, a young woman, yet it's gone. We come to our middle age and we get up in our 60s and 70s and we think, my, where, where's it gone? It's, it's, it's past. It's finished. Lord Jesus, help us. While we have what we have left, Lord God, to give it to you with all of our hearts, Lord. Hallelujah. Quicken your word to us, Lord Jesus. Purge us from sin, unbelief. Help us, blessed God. We can look into the mirror of the word. May we be like the little boy that was raised out in the country. But his mama took him to his auntie's house. He's running through the house from one room to another. He opens a door and he looks into that door and the prophet said it was one of them old-fashioned houses where they had a full-length mirror on the door. When he goes past the door, he sees a little boy in the mirror. 
startles him. He stops and he waves. The little boy waved back. He'd never seen himself in a mirror before. He was raised out in the country in a denomination, we'll say. And they'd never really preached to him that he was able to see himself. But he waved and the little boy waved and he smiled and the little boy smiled. And his aunt and his mother stand there watching him. And he turns around and looks at his mother and said, Well, Mama, that's me. Tonight, Lord Jesus, you have took your mirror from eternity. And you've put it on the door. The way, the truth, and the life. Glory to God. The door, the entrance, the Logos, the Son of God. You put the mirror on yourself and said, now look this way, children. Look at me. I'm the entrance. I'm the way you're going to see yourself out of this world. Look at me, for I am the first of this order. Look at me, and as you look at the mirror on me, you'll be able to see yourself. Oh, Jesus, help us tonight. And we won't look at Mama, but we'll look at Father God and say, Daddy, that's me. Daddy, that's me. I'm more than the son of Don and Betty Reagan. I'm more than just a mere mortal man. I've been born from above. Hallelujah. I've received the Spirit of Christ Himself. From that great fountain of trueness and purity and honesty and love and forgiveness and mercy also came my birth. Help us tonight. Blessed God. Holy Lord Jesus. We worship you, Heavenly Father. Children, I hope you don't think I'm nuts, but let me just go ahead and tell you. That same mighty God that was right there before Abraham that day is right here in this building this very night. He's here to minister to you strength, healing, deliverance, whatever you need. May we be able to say back to him, Lord, won't you sit down here and let us minister to you? You notice Abraham didn't ask God for nothing. He just asked him to have a little bit of his time and let him do him a service. For he said, this is the reason you've come by my way. That I could wash your feet. That I could be able to give you something to drink. Can you imagine if God can be able to touch our hearts tonight and we could look at it this way. Lord Jesus, you come by Happy Valley right here tonight, February 2019. You visited us right here tonight on Saturday night. Praise God. How many times this week has your name been blasphemed? How many radio, TV commentators have made fun of you? How many times has your name been ridiculed? Lord Jesus, let me get down on my knees and wash the dust off of your feet. May I lift your name. May I be able to minister to you tonight, Lord Jesus, and say how much I love you. For you have come by this way tonight for that purpose, Lord. Oh, I've got needs, I've got things in my life, but I'd just like to lay that aside for just a few moments if you don't care. And I'd like to minister to you. I'd like to let you know how much I love you. How I'd be out here lost without you. I'd be in a world of darkness. 
I can't live without you one day. I can't live without you an hour, Lord. I need you every day of my life. For you came by for this purpose tonight, Lord God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Hey, let's just sing something together. Let's just worship Him, friends. Now remember, a theophany is a body that could be here right in this building tonight. And you wouldn't be able to see it unless it would take on flesh. And then even at that, unless your eyes were quickened. Because an amorphe can be able to appear and you look right at it. You see, in Mark 16, whenever the Lord Jesus appeared, the scripture tells us he appeared in another form. And St. John would look at it in the morning. He appeared to Martha when he comes and married Martha. Then Martha identifies him, supposing him to be a gardener. So he looks like a gardener. Then in Mark, Mark says he appears in another morphe. So he took on the resemblance of another form and they were looking right at him and didn't even know who he was. It's the setting of Luke 24, Cleophas and his friends. So he takes on another form. So he could look like a clergyman. He could look like a gardener, a farmer, a housewife. Don't you understand what he's doing, friends, in this day? The attribute of the fullness of God has returned to the earth in a bride's body. He is here. Hallelujah. He is here. Amen. But the world looks right at him. And they don't know him. Why? He's appearing in another form. And they don't know him. Praise be to God. Oh, I hear him say this in prayer. Lord, they always persecute you no matter what form you come in. He's here, children. Now. Brother Raymond said, I'm not here to say he's coming, but he's here. The coming of the Lord is a going away. Melchizedek met Abraham in between his home and the battlefield. Glory! Abraham was not home when Melchizedek met him. He met him on the way from the greatest battle ever fought. Oh, Lord God. Hallelujah! Can you imagine our bodies will be changed and we will meet Him in the middle of the air where the heavens will be expanded to receive us. In between His home and our home. 
Sing. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. We worship you tonight, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord God. baby is in the hospital with a high fever 
How many believes the Holy Ghost can go right now? Heavenly Father, it's in the name of the Lord Jesus. As your children, we join our faith together. Dear God, you see the need of this baby. You see where he's at, which hospital he's in. I don't even know, but you know. We send your word tonight, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Spirit of God move for this child. May this fever be removed from it, Lord. May every symptom, no doubt, something going on in the body causing the fever to rage in the body. But may you go to the very cause, not just the very symptom, Lord, but the very cause itself. May this baby be delivered, Father. I know there's others that are sick. Lord Jesus, may your presence move among us. Oh, Lord God, we know, Heavenly Father, that divine healing, it's a down payment of our body chains. It's simply the earnest money, the prophet said, of the resurrection. May you minister healing tonight to your children, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. But then let's sing the song you were singing earlier about the theophany. Amen. How many believes you got one? How many believes it's waiting? How many believes it's younger than you? Amen. How many believes you've heard from it already by hearing the Word of God for the hour? Praise be to God. Hallelujah. One day I'm going to take a step. All right, now let's just sing it. I'm hearing calling me. Oh, don't you worry, little children. Should death knock on your door, don't you know that death is the doorway that leads to that heavenly shore? Over there is no heartache, no sorrow, grief, or pain. Perfect love, peace, and joy beyond compare. And it's calling, come up a little higher into the perfect word. Come up a little higher into agape love. Oh, come up a little higher. Over the next hill I look And I see victory around the next curve in the road Oh, Satan 
and he's got a thing. God's army is marching, marching onward to slay the old enemy around the next curve. I see Jesus coming to me. Oh, it's calling come up a little higher.
because the word of God theophany one day by the expression of my Elohim is going to carry me away ain't no grave thank you Jesus blessed be the Lord God oh come on children get that old starch out of you let's worship the mighty God Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You know, imagine when God walked away and them two angels and Abraham started sitting around thinking, what did I just experience? this be real? God just ate lunch with me. <laughs> Do you know what you just experienced just now? You know what's happened here in the last two hours? God just served you communion. Praise God. He broke his, the bread of life and served you wine, stimulation of revelation. Melchizedek is still serving communion to his children. <laughs> I'm going to need a body change. Anybody else in here going to need a body change? <laughs> Woo. You got any good Baptist songs you could sing for us? Amen. Turn and shake hands with somebody and tell them it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Ain't God good? Amen, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Sing something, brothers, whatever's on your heart. God bless you, saints. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear the trumpet. Oh, He holds my hand when I begin to tremble. When the winds of this world are blowing strong. Jesus is with me. When the storm clouds gather, He's standing by my side. When I hear the thunder rolls, He holds my hand. When I begin to tremble and the winds of this world are blowing strong, you can be dismissed this evening. Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side. When I hear the thunder rolls, He holds my hand. When I begin to tremble and the winds of this world are blowing strong, 
Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear the thunder rolls. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble and the winds of this world are blowing strong. Oh, Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear the thunder rolls. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble and the winds of this world are blowing strong. Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear the thunder rolls. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble and the winds of this world are blowing strong. Oh, Jesus is with me when the storm clouds gather. He's standing by my side when I hear the thunder rolls. He holds my hand when I begin to tremble and the winds of this world are blowing strong. 